Hello and welcome back to the Living Vivaciously podcast. I'm your host, Marina Gerges, and today's episode is pretty juicy because it is your invitation to join the Zero Fucks Club. What the hell am I talking about? I'm talking about when you want to share like a hot take on social media and you are scared of judgment or you're scared of what people are going to be thinking of you, but more importantly, you're scared of your own judgment of yourself. We're going to dive into it with my special guest today, Erica Reitman, who is the rule-breaking business coach and agency owner whose proudest accomplishment recently was to be elected as the president of the Zero Fucks Club. So if you want to get in, you got to put in an application with her. Her hobbies include sharing hot takes on all the dumb shit that she sees in the online coaching space and business space and being unapologetically a bougie bitch. She really is. You got to watch her Instagram stories and helping as many people see and realize that the key to money, fame and impact is figuring out how to truly become a category of one in your industry. And we're going to dive right into all of this juiciness in here because it's going to be really good. Erica, welcome. Thank you. I am so excited to be here and have this conversation with you. I just always know we're going to have fun no matter what we're doing. Yes, Erica. I mean, I've been following you for so long and you've just always stood out on my feed, stood out to me. Like as soon as I landed on your Instagram, I just knew I want to be friends with this woman no matter what. I just love her. I <laughs> don't know what it is exactly. And when I think of like brand vibes, that's what I think of. It's someone that you land on randomly on Instagram and you're like, I got to work with her. I love her. I got to be her friend. I want to know everything about her outfit, her life. And we start becoming a little bit creepy and just like watching each other's stories obsessively. So Erica, I want to know about like, take us back to, you know, Erica, when she first started with the coaching business, tell us a little bit about how did you end up doing what you're doing today? And how did you position yourself as the iconic Erica? (laughs) Thank you. Well, I accidentally kind of became a coach. The story was I used to be an interior designer in my former life. And my husband and I had traveled to this little town in Mexico called San Miguel de Allende. And we fell in love with it. It is Mm. so gorgeous there, like cobblestone streets. You feel like you're in Europe, except everything is half the price. And there's just amazing architecture. And while we were there, we noticed every time we'd go out to eat or go to some like touristy spot or something, there were so many Americans. And we started chatting with people and we realized that the expat population in San Miguel de Allende is like 20% of the entire population. There are so many expats there. Wow. So my husband and I thought we were living in Los Angeles at the time. We have a tiny house there that we Airbnb. We have a little main house and a guest house. And we were Airbnb being the guest house. And we thought, why don't we go on an adventure for six months to Mexico? We'll Airbnb the main house too. And we'll just have a grand old time and move to San Miguel for six months with the dog. Let's see what happens. And so that is what we did. And within the first month or two, I remember so clearly, I don't know where we were, but one day my husband and I both turned to each other and said, what if we just don't go back? What if we just stay here? 
in Mexico. And so once we made the decision to do that, I realized that unfortunately being an interior designer here, it wasn't possible for me. I just didn't have access to the same sorts of things that I had in Los Angeles. I wasn't able to make the same amount of money. It just wasn't going to work out in terms of a job. And I had been playing around with the idea of becoming a coach. I had always, even back when I was an interior designer, I helped other interior designers build their businesses because I didn't go to school for interior design. I had never worked at an interior design agency before. That was also kind of accidental that that happened for me. So, you know, I love to help other women build their businesses. And that was something that I noticed was kind of interesting about me because especially in that industry, it's like gatekeeping central. Like Mm -hmm. everybody gatekeeps as a default. They don't want to tell you where they get their favorite things, what their sources are, how they do certain things. And I always hated that. I always wanted to give it all away because the truth of the matter is not everyone can hire an interior designer. And I just always had this like feeling that I wanted to help as many people as possible. And so at that time, I was actually going to a coach, seeing a coach myself. And she dared me one day after one of our sessions to go onto Instagram and make an offer for one-on-one coaching and see what happens. And if nobody signs up, okay, we'll come up with a plan B. But offer 10 spots, see if you can do it. You've been talking about this for a while. Let's make it happen. You know, like shit or get off the pot. So I did that and I wanted to start out doing what I knew, which again, interior design, building an interior design business with no training and, you know, all of that sort of insider stuff. And so that's who I first targeted and worked with. And even though it was a big pivot for me, I definitely had people in my audience already who I knew would be interested in an offer like this. And I was lucky at the time to have a pretty decent following. And I'm very much someone who loves to experiment. So went on Instagram, Instagram stories, by the way, and within a week had sold out 10 one-on-one spots. Wow. Yeah. Just like putting yourself out there, Erica. I feel like that's something that I'm hearing as you're speaking. There's this pattern that you have, which is, I'm I'm just going to try it out. I'm going to do it. I'm going to see what happens. You're a very curious person. Do you you think of yourself that way too? Or like, what do you think contributed to this ability to be so open to saying, say yes to move to Mexico, saying yes to putting out a coaching offer when you're like, I'm not a coach. I just love doing this thing. Yes to interior design. Where does that come from? Yeah. I mean, I think a few things are going on. I am a manifesting generator in human design. I don't know here. Okay. So you can probably relate to always coming up with the ideas, always coming up with the, you know, it's to the point now where I am so comfortable being in a constant state of like creativity and coming up with ideas. Sometimes I actually feel like I want to shut it off. Like, okay, I got it. Enough. Got enough ideas today. I can't deal with anymore. So that's just always been, you know, who I am. And I really, I don't, I think that this is just a part of me. I really love this idea for me. You know, especially I used to work in corporate America. And when I decided to become an interior designer, it was very much the same thing. I was shocked that people would actually agree to pay me 
to decorate their homes. I was most surprised about this, like more than anyone else. But once I decided to do that and I realized I'm going to take a chance, I'm going to quit my job and see if I can make this work. Right from the get-go, I thought to myself, if I am going to do this, if I'm going to go through the motions and the effort and the intention mm -hmm. and time to build my own business, I am only going to do shit that feels super fun for me. I am going to take chances and do all of the things that when I had my corporate jobs, I was not able to do because I was coming up with good ideas all the time. And everyone was kind of like, oh, okay, good idea. Let's keep doing it the way we've always been doing it. Uh. Even though we always been doing it sucks. Yeah. We're going to keep doing it that way. So it just was this reminder that like, I am the CEO now. I am in the beautiful office on the top floor in the penthouse suite, looking out at the city with my feet up on the desk. How do I want to run my own business? Mm -hmm. And wow. so that is something that I think about constantly. And especially when it comes to taking chances and doing things like that, I mean, I have a very tiny little operation over here. When would it be better to do things like that, to experiment, to try things and to mm -hmm. really honor, I think, too, you know, I've now been in business for over five years. I've changed so much throughout that time. And so even though when I started, I had an offer. It sold like hotcakes. I could still sell it today. It just isn't quite a good fit anymore with who I am and who I want to be out in the world. And that's okay, too. Yeah, that's such a good point you bring up here, Erica, which is a lot of people want to stay stuck in the offer that does so well for them over the years, even though as the entrepreneur and as the solopreneur, the face yeah. of their business, the star of their business, they have changed as a human because yeah. we evolve every day, every month, every cell turns over and we become a different human. But we don't honor the human in our business. And then we wonder why we feel disconnected. We wonder why we're not showing up authentically and we're trying to find a remedy to show up authentically. Well, bitch, <laughs> the authenticity is here. It's within. Yes. It's listening and tuning in and saying what needs to change, right? So how do you then navigate these changes, Erica? Like, do you sit down and say, okay, well... This is doing well for my business, but I don't resonate with it anymore. So fuck it. Let me try something new. Do you have a certain way that you go about doing this? Yeah. I mean, I, again, as an MG, I'm not particularly organized when it comes to my processes and my systems and things like that. I have gotten, I think, better and better over the years at really trusting my gut and trying to tune into the things that just feel good and fun and exciting to me and give myself the space to change my mind. I am in the process of launching a membership now. And I have sworn up and down throughout my entire career as a coach that I was never going to do a membership. It didn't appeal to me. It didn't feel like it fit in well with the sort of life I wanted to lead. Mm -hmm. I have been in memberships. I have been bored with memberships. I don't even like the word. Like, it just <laughs> feel like it ever was a match. But once I started, and it happened this summer, I was going through, and I talk about this often, I've struggled with depression most of my life, but especially since I've been in my 20s. And luckily, I take medication. It's not so much a part of my everyday anymore. 
But even with all of that, I do have my moments. And this summer, I kind of, I've been calling it the summer of depression. And I just really had two or three months this summer where I was in it. And I was really thinking about my life and my business and the things that we were doing. And I started having this little nudge that it would be super fun to create a membership. Mm. And I was even saying to myself, like, what are you talking about? You don't like memberships. You've always said that you don't want to do one. But I just challenged myself one day because I kept having this thought and it wasn't going away. And so I said to myself, if you were going to do a membership, what would it look like if you were creating the most incredible, the most fun, the mm -hmm. membership that you've always wished existed for you but never did, sky's the limit, no limitations, what would it look like? And once I started going through that exercise, I was like, wait a minute, this actually feels super fun. And I too am someone who loves the challenge of figuring something out as well. My favorite thing to do is to create offers and social media content and all sorts of stuff in my business that just doesn't look like anyone else's. So I really just started to get excited about this idea started brainstorming. And here we are a few months later. Even hearing you speak about this, Erica, and like watching your body language. And I mean, this will be up as a video too for people listening on Spotify. But like your whole body was so engaged as you're talking about this. That's such an indicator of like something we actually are creating from the heart, from the soul. And if we feel this way about whatever it is that we're creating, if you put it on Instagram story and you show up and talk about it or TikTok or wherever you're promoting, it's just a full body yes for you first. So yeah. how can anybody else not say yes to that? Because the energy, it transmutes. Like people yeah. will feel your energy through the screen. And I'm a firm believer of that is that people can feel whether you're your whole soul and heart is into your business or not. And you do such a good job at that. When you show up, we get full Erica. You're so present. You show up. But it, I think it's because that's what you do. Like you sit down and think, what could be the juiciest, most fun offer that I could create for people? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a big piece of it. I also think a big piece of it is I joke that I am the president of the Zero Fox Club. And as a leadership, I will never be giving up my seat. Think of me as Vladimir <laughs> Putin. I'm just never going anywhere. Getting into that club is the hardest club you will ever get into. Forget mm. about Soho House or anything else. Like the Zero Flux Club is where it's at. And it really, once you kind of figure it out and practice giving zero fucks and showing up on social media and doing what you want in your business and sharing your opinions, you just realize it opens up a whole new world for you. Okay. So, I mean, that's what most people get so like stuck in their business, yeah. in their life. Like when you start thinking about, I think I saw a video of yours where you're like angry mom, like two on whatever. You start thinking about her. She's in the back of your head. Like you're creating content from that space. You're speaking from that space. But how do we move or how do you move through not giving 
a fuck and moving away from even self-judgment because I really think it stems from there first too. Yeah. I mean, look, it definitely for me is something that has come with age and has mm-hmm. come with practice. It's not like you make a decision to join the zero fucks club and like that day your membership gets approved that's not how it works you really do have to practice it a lot but I think what I realized in my own life and most of us have had this experience if you've ever tried to control the way someone else thinks of you or feels toward you most of us have had the experience with a friend where we say something or we do something completely innocently and we don't realize that it really upset our friend or family member. It really hurt their feelings. It really hit them in a way that we did not intend to at all. And once I had this understanding that I thought I was controlling my friend, I thought she was just going to feel being great about me and excited to come over and hang out and all of that. And it didn't work. And so we've all been in relationships probably where we've tried to do, it just doesn't work. I finally realized the only person I can control 100% guaranteed is myself. And it was such this feeling of freedom when I realized that, because what I finally decided was if I can show up every day on social media, in my business, in my life in an aligned way, in a way that feels good for me, in a way that makes me feel proud and excited to show up, what you think of me is none of my business. I can't control it. I wish I could, but I can't. So if I can't control it, I may as well show up and say exactly what I want without worrying about what angry mom 22 is going to think about it or Cheryl in accounting or the high school friend who you haven't talked to in 10 years, but you know that you're connected on Facebook and maybe they're going to see it. It, Like talking about it now, it sounds so silly, but I know we can all relate because we all do this. But I am just out here telling everyone I'm president. So you have it in now. I want to approve your membership in the Zero Bucks Club because I am telling you it will change your entire life. Sign me up, Erica. (laughs) Your application is moving to the top. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I mean, this brings me to think about something you always say, which is your brain is a dick. Okay. I like catch myself often telling myself that like, Marina, your brain is just being a dick. It's lying to you. I'll come up with that, Erica. That I just came up with one day on yeah. stories. I was sharing, I don't even remember what the lesson was. I was sharing some mindset lesson. I will say, I think I'm pretty good. You know, I call myself a business coach and I am, but mm-hmm. I do bring mindset into a lot of what I talk about. But I am not really woo-woo. I don't say mm-hmm. things like, you know, I'm going to help you quantum leap into your feminine sovereignty. Like that's just not me and who I am. I try and come up with ways to describe, you know, some woo brain type stuff that I can relate to and that I think people in my community can. And it's just been really helpful for me as I've studied manifestation and mindset and, you know, how our brains work. It's just a really helpful tool for me to go back to, just as you were saying, when you're in the moment and you're realizing 
this doesn't make any sense. Why am I trying? Why, why am I saying these things to myself? Why am I setting myself up for failure? Your brain is being a dick. And so that's something that I just came out with one day and I got so many DMs about it that I knew I was onto something and I just started using it more and more and more. And now almost on a daily basis, I'll get tagged in something, you know, somebody will DM me and say my brain was being a dick, but I caught myself. It's just been so much fun to see how much people have resonated with it. And it's something you said earlier, Erica, that I'm going to bring back into this. It's yeah. Like, you're like, oh, I don't have a process for like, I don't sit down and create systems and processes for things. And I love that when I asked you where did this come from, again, it was just you showing up, you sharing your authentic truth, your thoughts, your ideas, and like it catches on because it really resonates. It's not like you're sitting here crafting your brand's persona, which I feel like that's what people want to do. And I'm like, maybe you can start out that way, but it's not going to stick if it's not coming from that space. And you know, you said people were tagging you, people were resonating. So that became one of your almost like brand keywords. Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think too, you know, and again, I will say sometimes I do try and like think of something and yeah. invent something and share it. You know, merch your life is something else that I talk about a lot. Mm -hmm. For me, is basically just this concept of you know, when we moved into our apartment here in Mexico City, I wanted to make sure that everywhere I looked, everywhere I turned, it was beautiful. I was feeling inspired. I was putting the time and effort and energy into making the space that I spend almost all of my time in absolutely gorgeous. And so that's become a catchphrase too. But something that I try and share with my clients is it's always great if you can come up with one of these catchphrases that is easy for your community to use too. Mm -hmm. And that's what your brain is a dick really has because most of us probably right now, maybe even yesterday can think about a time where yeah. our brain was being a dick. It's just so easy to relate to and it's so easy for people in my community to use. And so I do think you are onto something. There is just something about these catchphrases that, you know, if you can come up with one that really is easy to adopt and then mm -hmm. use in your own life, like you're going to build connections with your community and your audience, like, whoa. And then people are tagging you and then it's like yeah. a snowball effect of like even more exposure. Yeah. You can't make this shit up. Just, just go follow Erica and you'll see on all <laughs> platforms. I love your TikTok too. Oh, thank you. Yeah. TikTok yes. is fun for me. And Eric, I love when you share your lifestyle and that since day one, even before, like, I mean, now everyone is also manufacturing this persona, which yeah, like it bringing that up. It's like they're manufacturing this like persona around their lifestyle right now. But I mean, since day one, you've been consistent with showing us your lifestyle, your outfit of the day. Like that's yeah. always the first thing, your coffee of the day, yeah. your dogs. And I think that's something that's very attractive about your brand and it keeps it very real and you could still give us the business goods, yeah. but we're also coming for Erica, for the lifestyle. So Erica could offer anything in her business and we still want it. So do you think about like, I want to share my lifestyle so people can connect with me and that way I'm, I'm having fun and I'm just showing up and I want to share this today. Yeah. I mean, it's a little bit of both. I think for me, because... 
my life and my business have mm-hmm. always been very, very intertwined. And I know that's not necessarily true for everyone, but it has been for me. And when I make decisions about how I want to spend my money, when I think about pulling my wallet out, I just noticed that I'm much apt to do that if I have been able to build what feels like a connection and a relationship with the person who I am interested in hiring or spending time with. And I think too, within this space of service providers and coaches and things like that, it is such a close relationship. It's not like just randomly walking into a store one day and never going back in and, you know, I don't need to build a relationship with the salesperson in there. I could, maybe we start a conversation or something, but I just know that I am so much more excited to spend money with people that I have those connections with that I love to do that too. It is, I think, though, a part of me as well. For some reason, this has been true of me since I was little too. Like when I discover something that I love, a favorite, I am dying to share this with absolutely everyone. It's just fun for me to do. And I think this idea of sharing my lifestyle, it's similar. I mean, I love Mexico City. Like that is insane. If if you could have told me that five years ago, I would have said that you were crazy. And this is my life now. And so when I find something that I'm excited about that really works for me, that really gets me going, most of the time it's not at all business related, but I just have fun sharing that. And I find too that it's so much more fun for me to show up on social media when I know I don't have to only talk about business stuff 24-7. That's a big part of it. That's a big part of it for me too, Erica. If I completely ignore the fact that I'm traveling full-time and I'm in all these like crazy places and I go salsa dancing and I go on these wild dates and all that and not share that online, I feel like I'm just going to tell you about branding all day long. Like that's just boring. It's boring for me. So I think doing it for yourself is important too. Yeah, absolutely. Here's to the truth. 99.9% of the people in my community are never going to spend a dollar with me. And that's Mm. okay. I still can make a lot of money from that 0.01% that are. But I'm always reminding myself, like, how are you showing up for all of those other people too? You know, Mm -hmm. because... And that's not just me. This is all of us who have businesses online and we're selling things. Most people in your community are not necessarily going to pull out their wallet today when they're watching your stories. Doesn't mean that they won't do it in six months or next week or at some point. But the vast majority of people that we hang out with and spend Mm -hmm. time with and build these connections with aren't buying stuff from us. You know, so how are you showing up for them? How are you showing up for them? I call them brand ambassadors. Yeah. They are your brand ambassadors. I mean, they are the people who are sharing your brain as a dick and then tagging you. You're so right. We need them in our business. They actually create more exposure for us. They can potentially bring us people that then would invest in your business. A hundred percent. They... As a group, I'm sure, are way more valuable, even though they're not spending money, than the people who are spending thousands of dollars sometimes. Amen. So that brings me to something that I saw on your Instagram recently, and I'm going to call it radical (laughs) because it is. You just offered your next masterclass for free 
For people who are on your email list, yes. But typically that would be paid. Why? Look, there's, I mean, I'm a business coach who will die on this hill. There's so many different ways to run your business mm -hmm. and there's right or wrong way to do it. And if we end up working together one day, you will see I have no formula that I have prepared <laughs> for you because I really do think it's personal for everyone. Right. But what I have realized, and this kind of goes along with a decision that I made about my email list recently, I have never really participated in email marketing. I'm embarrassed to say this throughout my business. <laughs> I will send out emails if I'm doing a launch mm -hmm. and then in between nothing. And so what happened with my email list is I trained them basically to not pay attention to my emails unless they were in a place that they were interested in buying something from me. And again, back to my point of a vast majority of people who are in your community are not necessarily pulling out their wallet today. That wasn't a very smart thing for me to do. And so I recently decided that I wanted to reinvent this whole email situation. And so I started a new email list. I very specifically, I have almost 5,000 people on this first email list I was just talking about. I could have imported all of them and brought them over. I imported zero people wow. and I started from scratch because I wanted to build this entirely new relationship. And I know some people came over anyway, but my goal, I said from the beginning, was that I want people to create a folder in their Gmail so that they could save my emails because they are so freaking valuable that the idea of like not being able to access them again gives them a panic attack. That was my goal. <laughs> that was how I was thinking about it. I love so, And I realized that, you know, from a marketing sales perspective, I don't know, maybe that wasn't the smartest thing to do, but I had, I literally had this feeling that like I want to make it a little bit more difficult to get into this place with me. And when I say more difficult, I wanted people to have to take, so people who were on the original list, mm -hmm. I wanted them to have to take the step of going to this page and putting their email in again. Because that to me says like, okay, I really want to be here now. I'm taking the time out of my day to do this. This is a really intentional choice that I'm making. Mm -hmm. And I wanted people to have to do that. Now, this idea of the masterclass, I could have opened it up and said, just sign up. It's free and gotten a thousand people on my list. Right. I didn't want to do that because I feel like 900 of them would probably not be my ideal customers, my ideal clients, even yeah. just ideal community members. And again, I wanted to intentionally put a little bit of friction in this mm -hmm. whole interaction. And so my thought was, I knew I wanted to do this class for free because this is where I'm going to introduce this new membership that we're going to have called mm -hmm. One, which is so super exciting. So I did want a volume play. I wanted as many people there as I possibly could, but I wanted the right people there. And if the right people are there, even though a vast majority of them would not be joining this thing. Again, not just me. This is everyone. This is how it works with social media and being online. I would then have these people on my email list. 
And as I just shared with you, I've been going all in on this email list. Look, some people, maybe they're just joining for the class and then they're going to unsubscribe. That's totally fine. My guess is they're going to get one of my emails and be like, whoa, Mm -hmm. this is literally the most valuable email. I mean, people have been telling me on a weekly basis, they're creating folders. This was like a mini masterclass in email form, like just the most incredible compliments. And so my hope is they'll be on my email list. Even if they thought they were going to unsubscribe, they're going to get one and then think, whoa, I'm I'm going to stick around here. And so the friction was intentional. And this is just really about me deciding that I only want people to be in my world, to be in my community who are super freaking excited to be there. Genius, Erica. This is genius. I mean, you you are being in a way selective Mm -hmm. with the people that can join this, but without it being like, oh, if you are this, join here. No, you're giving people also the agency. The thing yes. is, like, do I want to go through that one hope to get to this free thing? And yeah. I will tell you just as a follow-up. So I think I just sent out like my fifth e- email. So this has only been going on for like a month, basically, a month and a week. Okay. We already have over a thousand subs- subscribers. Wow. And my open rate is between 70 and 80%. That's insane. Insane. I have never in my entire career seen this. I haven't seen it with any clients I've ever worked with. It is just beyond. So I feel like at least for now, it's working. Okay. So people, you heard it. You you better get on that list. Copy me. Get on the list and then (laughs) copy me and And copy Erica. Own damn business. Do it your way. Copy Erica, then do it your way. So what people what what should people expect on this list? Like, what are you sending people, Erica? So again, I'm always thinking like, I want people to be feeling like this is so freaking valuable. I can't believe that this is an email. And so what I have decided to do is I am treating my email as if it is a product that I am oh, selling yeah. in my business. It's just that that product is free. And so okay. I'm Thinking about my email from just a marketing perspective, which is how most people think of emails. And that's smart. You should. You absolutely should use your email to market your business 100%. But I am thinking of this thing as its own product. And since I'm thinking of it as its own product, it gives me the space to like play with it and have fun with it in a way that I never had before to the point that I am now so excited to write these emails each week. And so, for example, I did an entire 5,000-word email on all of the things that I do to plan a non-basic brand photo shoot. This is something I just, I think things are getting better, but like, you know, the (laughs) headshots that look like it came off of a stock photo site ain't it for me anymore. I know it's not for you either. Nope. And I'm sure nobody listening would ever do that. But just in case you have not really paid attention to your brand photos, I wanted to write an email that was so valuable, you could get to the end of that thing and literally that day plan an incredible non-basic photo shoot for yourself. I had suggestions for cool props with links to them. 
I had wow. a template that I use when I'm, you know, going through and thinking about how do I want to create my Pinterest board and things like that. I gave you everything that I use to plan my photo shoots. I gave you resources for apps, for platforms, you name it. It's all in this email. I could sell that email if I wanted as like a mini, yeah, for something like that. Yeah. I want to prove to everyone on my email list that it is really fucking valuable to be in my world. And you're not scared to give it away for free. Nope. Oh, I mean, people are holding on to their expertise and so scared to give it away for free because they think no one's going to pay them. Like, who's going to pay me if I just told them everything? Yeah, there are so many examples. It's like, why do you hire a housekeeper? Like, yeah, don't yeah. most of us know how to clean exactly. the house? We yeah. know what to do. We know the things to buy. We know we don't want to do it. Yeah. And it's the same thing in business. There, there are going to be some people who are just like, okay, I'll just not ever spend a dollar because she's giving it all away for free. There's always some people like that. But my experience has been that most often, if someone is thinking about working with me, they say to themselves, if this shit that she gives away for free, exactly. I can even imagine what type of value I'm going to get when I pay her. And that is the truth. And those are the kind of people you want to work with. Yes. Anyway. Big thinkers. They're not coming to you for the step by step how to put together your photo shoot. They're right. coming to you for big questions. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, and those are the people you want to work with in your business. So I think genius. I feel like I could talk to you forever about this being a category of one, and I think that's the name of your masterclass. Yes, uh, and I just want to dive into so many things, but I want to be conscious of your time, and I want to ask you a closing question. Okay. And this is something I ask all my guests is like, what does it mean to you to be living vivaciously? For me, I think it's this idea that I'm constantly challenging, challenging myself to think about both my life and both mm -hmm. my business in a way that I am able to really dream big. And so I love to journal. So I will often do exercises like Okay, if you were guaranteed to make $10 million next year in your business, it's happening, no question, what would that look like? Mm -hmm. What would your everyday look like? What would you be selling in order to make that $10 million? What would your travel life be like? And I force myself to dream in a way that, for whatever reason, our dick brains <laughs> typically get in the way of. And that gets to be so common and familiar for us that we don't push it. We don't ask ourselves to dream as big as we possibly could be. And so for me, it's making sure that I'm always doing that. And I have to remind myself because Mike is a dick too. So I always just want to be in a place where I'm at least asking the question, you know, does this doing just like a new offer, this membership, for example, is every single piece of this something that I'm excited about and something that mm -hmm. I want to do? Is there anything that we are including or offering in this thing that makes me just for like a second go, I'm not sure about that? 
and just always kind of pushing myself to think in the biggest, boldest, best way possible for myself. I'm going to actually take this journal prompt. I mean, what a beautiful way to also start the new year. Journal about this. And Erica, I'm curious before before we go, like, what do, what do you have planned for the rest of the day? Ooh, rest of the day. Well, I actually, Soho House recently opened up here in Mexico City. And it is the most incredible space that maybe I have ever been in. I mean, I went on a crazy trip to Paris earlier this year where we splurged on absolutely everything. And Soho House here in Mexico City is nicer than like the $2,000 night hotel room we were staying. No way. I remember that hotel too. Yeah. So I have been going there to work. So I'm going to go there and I'm going to work on the presentation for this masterclass because I'm a last minute girly and it's not (laughs) done yet. And I'm also going to work on the magazine that I'm creating for this membership, which is something that I'm going to be sharing at that masterclass. So those are the two big things I have on my list today. Oh, so fun. I love it. And I love that you're going to a space that also I I think I read in your stories that just makes you feel like the CEO millionaire that you are and like puts you in your element. So I think these are important to like be in environments like that. And you know what? I can't wait to meet you in Mexico City. I mean, we're in the same country. I will take you to Soho House and we can co-work for the day. Oh, that would be so fun, Erica. And this has been so fun. Thank you so much for being so generous with your wisdom, with your, with everything, like your energy. So I'm really happy I got the chance to talk to you today. Thank you. I'm so happy too. I loved our conversation. I always love when we get a chance to talk and catch up. And I am just so excited to get to know some people in your community now. Incredible. And for anyone who wants to connect with Erica, all the information is going to be in the description below. And if you love this conversation, please share it with a friend. And we'll see you on the next one. Bye. Bye.